0: Welcome to Piecing It All Together. My name is Bo Sanders, and today you're going to hear Randy in conversation with a different podcast, Shifting Climates, is a podcast about climate, justice, and the church. And Randy gets to talk with Michaela and Harrison, who are just doing a great job at starting this new podcast. They're trying to change the conversation around the climate, and they're doing a fantastic job with production. They've given us permission to use the audio of their conversation with Randy, but you should definitely go listen to the podcast over on their feed because they also splice in a conversation between the two of them about uh, this climate report from the intergovernmental panel, and they have some really good insights. They also utilize music really well, and they have periods and intergovernmental Where they fade in and out And it's just a really good listen But Randy wanted to share ahead of Earth Day A couple other things before we get to the audio The first is that we are reading Shalom in the Community of Creation And our first of our three book discussion groups Is this Tuesday at 5 o'clock Pacific We'll be both on Facebook and on Zoom So if you would like to participate in that, read the first third of the book, and then we will see you online there. The third of those book discussion groups, Randy will be with us, so you'll actually get to talk to the author. They mention it on the podcast today as well, the book. The second thing is that Randy has the cover article for Sojourners this month, so make sure to go over there. I will link to it in the show notes and check that out. And then the last thing is I wanted to remind you that May 4th, Saturday morning at 9 o'clock in the morning is our next live Zoom chat. So if you are a Patreon supporter, we want to say thank you and we would love to be in dialogue with you. Okay. Enjoy the Shifting Climates podcast. Make sure to check them out on their own feed and subscribe to them.
1: Western scientific minds, the first thing they want to know when they hear a story is, well, did that really happen, right? What are the facts? And I think indigenous people sort of worldwide, that's not the question. It's not our question. The the question is, you know, what is true about that for me? What is true for us?
2: With Randy, we talked about the creation story and the meaning of original sin.
1: I'm pretty sure that the storyteller didn't want it to be interpreted as, you know, did this really happen? But, you know, are people hearing what I'm saying in the story? What's the meta-narrative? You heard me say probably that, um, you know, my interpretation of that is original sin is the misuse of land. Mm -hmm. When land is misused, everything comes out of harmony and that's where you get side. So, so now it's like thistles and thorns, and it's going to be hard. And we have stories that sort of that, that parallel that as well. And so everything's going to be tough now. And it's a, it's a way of explaining like how the world is, right? It's always what we try and do.
2: From Randy's perspective, the Genesis story is meant to be a parable, not a history lesson. And the moral is that if we mistreat the land, then everything falls out of harmony.
1: The garden itself, a lot of our Native people will say, well, that happened to the white people over there, but we, we're we in our garden, right? We never left the Garden of Eden, so to speak.
2: This is what talking to Randy is like. He's an engaging conversationalist, a natural comedian. But every now and then, he'll slip in a casual reminder that the way we typically view Christianity is completely intertwined with a Western perspective. It can be a bit jarring if you're not prepared for it. And he's good about it, considering that his people have been systematically removed, brutalized, and killed for centuries by my people.
1: I think people are mostly good. But misusing the land, I think Creator takes that seriously, so seriously that it is embedded in the earth that when you treat the earth badly, that the earth will strike back. And it also leads, you know, ecocide leads to ethnocide. Mm-hmm. We start blaming each other and everything, you know, and, and so we got to find people to, on a hierarchical scale to blame. And, and so, um, yeah, it's all interrelated. Um, there's a lot of wisdom in the Genesis stories, uh, if we would read them right. Back to Randy now. He's got a few things to say about what he
2: calls the community of creation.
1: I wrote a book called Shalom and the Community of Creation and Indigenous Vision, um, which was primarily written to non-Native people so they could get a bigger vision of how we're connected to the world and, and how we're connected to the Creator. The phrase I like to use is community of creation. That we are all connected. When when I go out into the soil and I pick up a handful of good dirt, and I had to amend this naturally over the years, right? In a cup, I've got four hundred billion microorganisms. I've got four miles of you know mycelia. You know, I've got all these different things that are it's alive. And I tell people, no, I'm, we're not the farmers here. These are the farmers. You know, the, the all the microorganisms. Our job is just to keep them healthy. So we're like doctors, right? So we keep the soil healthy, and they help our plants grow.
3: We're connected even to the microorganisms, says Randy. And if we don't practice that awareness, then we could end up destroying the very things that sustain us.
1: So I I refer to this big thing as the community of creation. I'm related to the animals. I'm related to the water. And, And to me, it's alive. And so, things that I, I wouldn't do to another human being, you know, I have to consider my actor.
3: And Randy agrees. This is no time to settle, because this is what we are meant to do. Uh,
1: I understand humanity's purpose is to repair disharmony. That's our job. Um, that's our sole purpose on Earth. And and for me, all the ceremonies were given, all the stories were given, all the spirituality, all the things. Of Whatever it is, it's it's about restoring harmony so that the earth will produce an abundance and people can live and generations will live. And not just generations of me, but generations of animals and plants and all the rest, right? So
2: Everything is valued to its purpose, said Randy. And humanity's purpose is not only to be passive caretakers of creation, but active repairers of disharmony. That makes us distinct from our fellow creatures.
1: The key then is to understand it maybe in a circular way that, you know, we all sort of have a role to play, if you will. There are, I guess, apex predators. So, for example, I lived in Kodiak, Alaska. You know, the Kodiak bear is the apex predator there. If you're out, even with a gun, you still don't stand a great chance, you know. so. But the great thing about human beings is we have this sort of opportunity to, to not be the apex predator. That other animals maybe don't have, like I don't know many tigers that don't eat meat or, or wolves. As I use a North American example, they're made for that. They they've got the canines, they've got the, the hunting prowess, they've got they know how to run in packs and and do this and and yeah they don't they don't get more than they need right. So there's some things that we can learn from watching them. There are teachers as well, but uh, I think. That choice to not eat meat, that choice to not kill as much, is something that the animals don't have that we do have. And I I struggled for a long time with becoming a vegetarian. And and again, since I said I'm a 90% vegetarian, I'm still struggling a little bit. But but I think for me and for for what I understand my life to be about, it gives me an opportunity to humble myself and to not kill.
3: We'll return now to stories of origin, of creation. These are stories that shape culture, define our values, and direct our orientation to the world. Since I was a young child, the Genesis story of the Bible has, at least subconsciously, shaped my understanding of my place among creation, of the character of God, and of good and evil. But the story you're about to hear is a different one, an origin story of Native American tradition that Randy lives by.
1: So this story is uh, it's one of our Cherokee stories. And uh, the, the problem was that the earth was so small at that time. It was really it was up on top of this mountain that we call Blue Mountain in Cherokee country. And animals were a lot larger back then. And so uh, the animals started complaining. And what do we do? They said, we need more land. There's, not, there's no more land for us. And so they went to Creator and said, you know, Creator, can you make some more land? And so Creator said, Well, if I just make land for them, they won't appreciate it. They won't treat it right, you know. So what Creator says was, if you dive to the bottom uh, off of the land, if you dive to the bottom of the ocean and you get a ball of mud and you bring it back to me, I'll spread it all out. Right? So the animals go back and they're really excited and and so they 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 meet and they say, Well, who's the best divers around us? you know, and so right away Uh, duck pops up and duck says you know hey you know i'm a really 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 good in the water so and grandmother turtle was in the back and she said you know i can do that i can go get the mud and they were like oh grandmother turtle no no you're too slow and so 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 duck went out and duck dives down once twice three times each time she pops back up Finally comes back and she's a little embarrassed and she says, You know, I'm a, a lot better at floating than I am at diving. So um, So maybe somebody else ought to do this. And so so they they talk among themselves again, and Grandma the Turtle right away steps forward this time and says, I'll go get the mud. I'm happy to do it. And so they all looked at each other. It's like they don't want to embarrass her, you know, but Grandma the Turtle, you're just too slow, so we'll find somebody else. And so they thought, Well, who's the best diver out here? Whoa, was the Otter. Otter's really good at diving. And so they said, Otter, would you go get the mud? And Otter said, oh yeah, sure. So Otter takes off and they wait one day, two days, three days. And finally they look down the beach and there's Otter laying there eating a fish, laying on his back. And they're like, hey, Otter, Otter, come here. So Otter comes down and says, what happened? He looks at him and says, what do you mean? Well, we sent you to get mud. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I got chasing this fish and I forgot. And what were we talking about anyway? <laughs> so they're all otters, no use. Who's going to get the mud for us now? So grandmother turtle again stepped forward. She said, "I'll go get it. I'll get the mud." But they said, "No, grandmother turtle." Just they just kind of pushed her in the background, and the beaver stepped forward. And beaver said, "You know what? I'm a good diver." Uh, and I never play like Otter does. I just like to work all the time, and uh, you know, and I don't eat fish, so I'm perfect candidate for this. And So they said, okay. So, so Beaver goes out, and, and she's gone for a couple days. Then it's three days, then it's five days, and after six days, they're like, "Man, where's Beaver?" And finally, she comes up, and she can just barely make it to shore, and she goes, "You know, nobody can do this. It's." it's too far down we just kind of give up there's not going to be any more room for us we're going to run out of room so about that time as beaver was making her case grandmother turtle just walks through the middle of them and she slides down and she's gone and they're like oh wow i guess grandma turtle's gonna do it she took it on herself Uh, so she was gone a couple days go by three days four days third fourth day they said you know Squirrel, can you hop up in the tree and take a look and see? Because we're really worried about her. So squirrel goes up. It was on the seventh day. Big grandmother turtle. They they saw her from way down. Squirrel says, "I think I see her." And she's floating up to the top, and her legs are stretched out, tail is stretched out, her head stretched out. And they're just bobbing in the water. And sure enough, she was dead. So. The duck and the beaver and the otter—they go out and they bring her back, and, and all the animals are standing around and they're grieving Grandmother Turtle and uh, what she tried to do for everybody, and and they're also grieving themselves because they've out of room and they can't go ask Creator to make more land. And so, so somebody looks down and says, "Wait a minute, hey, what's that in Grandma, Grandma Turtle's hand?" So they look down and they peel her claws back and sure enough there was a ball of mud and so the animals run to the creator with the mud and they said you know this is what grandmother turtle did and she brought back this mud she gave her life and so creator said okay and so creator started spreading that mud out all across the land and in honor of grandma turtle made it in sort of the shape of a turtle and now we call it turtle island
3: Randy said that when he tells this story to Native American children and asks them what the lesson is, they always have the same answer. Listen to what the elders said. And for Randy, that has a double meaning, because in his perspective, the indigenous peoples of North America are the elders for us European settlers. They're the ones who've known this land for millennia.
1: Some of my Native friends will say, you know, I wish the white man would never come here. And then the 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 opposite side of that is like European, you know, doctrine of discovery and manifest destiny and all the rest of it. So, well, God brought us here, you know. I think there's there's sort of some truth in the God brought us here, but God brought the Europeans here, I think, because they had despoiled everything in their own countries and brought and brought them here to learn. It's been over 500 years, and European Americans haven't listened very well but i'm hoping that we're entering into a time now where really the the job is to listen to the grandmother turtle mm-hmm. to listen to the older brother or older sister and to to say maybe they know some stuff about how to live in this land that we don't
0: thanks for tuning in make sure to go over to shifting climates episode 6 and listen to their full conversation subscribe to them on whatever your favorite podcast app is. We thank you for your support on Patreon. You can like our Facebook page. You can email us, connect at piecingitalltogether.com. We love being a part of this conversation, and we want to thank you for the feedback. Happy Earth Day. We will look forward to hearing and seeing how you celebrate
1: and participate in that.